Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online, which remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season with analysis of every play, prop, and point. At Bet Online, you'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends, updated odds for everything from live games, championships, and of course, the Final Four, which is upon us. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code BELIEVE, and that is spelled B L E A V, and that will get you your 50% welcome bonus on betonline.ag, where the game starts. War Eagle, everyone. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. I am Taylor Davis. He is Jason Campbell, and we are back for another exciting week of Auburn athletics and athletics in general because March Madness has lived up to the hype, people. (laughs) It has lived up to its name, Madness. In what other sport do things like this happen? That's why people who aren't even basketball fans care about March Madness because it is just so unpredictable and so chaotic. And it has been a blast to watch. So Jay and I are here to uh, welcome you into a new week, catch you up on Auburn as we always do, and recap the chaos that was this past weekend, including our very incorrect picks from last week. <laughs> so welcome in, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. We are also on YouTube. If you are listening as a podcast, here is your reminder that we are on video. We are on Believe's YouTube channel. So come on, check us out. See our pearly whites if you so choose. And uh, we're here to have a good time. So glad you've joined us. Jay is uh, always in the midst of some home maintenance and renovation. And I spent my morning at Verizon because my cell phone crapped out this morning. So it is truly the beginning of the week, but we will get through like we always do jay yeah my problem is you know how you eat something and you still don't feel full after you've eaten Uh and you just kind of you know you're trying to watch your figure but you see something in the kitchen that you want to snack on and it's still middle of the day and you like you know do i do this or do i not Uh am i'm overeating but i think it has a lot to do with my workouts i think i work out extremely hard I think the fact that I burn a lot of calories, I'm still burning after I've sat mm. down for like two, three hours. Yeah, that's what it is. And I've had some lunch, and uh, I just think it's just kudos to my workouts. I, I really do. You know, I, I think I'll turn myself into a little, <laughs> little trainer, but that's I will what say it is. this. You also have to know when to rest when okay. you're working out. Yeah. I know a lot of people, some of my friends, they work out every day of the week, and I'm just yeah. like, dude. Everybody needs a break sometimes. I don't know about you, Taylor. I know you're a workout machine as well, but I take off at least two days a week, sometimes three. So where did you pick up just working out all the time? Um, honestly, it's, it's a mental thing for me. Like I, it's how I kind of clear my head. It's just kind of how I feel my best. Otherwise I can literally get too fixated on prep or whatever else I need to be doing. Um, also, I mean, the reality is I work on television and I can be very critical of myself. I think we all can. And so that, you know, sometimes motivates you just to kind of feel your best and be your best. And for me, workouts are included in that. So it just kind of keeps me sane all the way around. 
All right, that's good to know. So since yeah. you're on television, my next question is, okay. somebody asked me this, and the reason they asked, I'll let you know after the fact. Okay. They said, does Taylor has have a stylist? Because it seems like you always put in together good outfits. So I said I will find out. <laughs> wow. That is such a compliment, first of all. And no, my stylist is me, myself, and I. I style myself and purchase my own clothing. I think a lot of people think if you are on TV, like ESPN takes care of your wardrobe and you get hair and makeup done before games. No, 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 no. That is all on me. So um, another thing that I take a lot of pride in and try and make sure that I am well put together for when I'm on camera. So that is really encouraging that someone asked you that. Yeah, somebody asked me that, and the reason they asked because they are in the styling business, and so they took notice of what you were when you were doing interviews. So <laughs> I will let gosh. them know, but pretty sure they listen to the show, so they'll find out on the show as well, and unless well, they you. listen to it before I get a chance to tell them. <laughs> thank you so much, and don't judge my workout outfit I'm wearing today, okay? Now I'm insecure. <laughs> they, actually went, they actually went to Auburn. And okay. Actually, work in LA as a stylist now. What a cool job, man! So yeah, so, Auburn people know. just out there in the workforce. Yeah. You love to see it. Well, there is our random tangent to start the episode. <laughs> I feel like that is pretty common around here. But let's go ahead and talk about some Auburn um, athletic news before we get into our thoughts on March Madness this past weekend. Okay, so spring ball obviously continues. The guys were out there for a full practice yesterday. We are getting close to A-Day. They'll have this week and next week. And then A-Day is April 8th, in case you forgot. But a few news notes coming out of spring practice. I'll just run through a few headlines and then get Jay's input on them. One of them, and certainly the one that will be talked about the most because everyone just loves to talk about a quarterback and especially a quarterback battle, but it goes along with what we talked about on our last episode because of Holden Gariner participating in pro day for some of the guys moving on to the next level. Well, Hugh Freeze is now echoing those, you know, praises and saying when asked who has been impressing in spring practice, he has specifically said Holden. Now, I also think it's interesting. You and I talked about on the episode last week that Auburn has to play this right because if there is praise about a third string quarterback participating in a pro day, transfer offers are going to come in quickly. And so Auburn knows we got to make this kid feel like he is very much on our radar as he should be. And I think is, but we have to make sure that that is public and known so that we don't welcome in all this transfer possibility and end up down to two before season even gets here. So I, I think that it's smart that he is, you know, saying this so that it is into headlines. But I also think that it very much is warranted because he is impressing, especially with accuracy, which is something that both TJ and Robbie struggle with. And Hugh speaks very specifically about the passing game and about the RPO and saying that we need quarterbacks that are more effective in those areas and Holden is the one that's giving them the best chance of that right now. So talk to me a little bit about what you're hearing about Holden, how you think it's going to be handled moving forward. Also of note, Robbie is supposedly dealing with a little bit of shoulder soreness coming out of spring ball. He is still throwing, but the word being tied to his passing is inconsistent. 
So take that with what you will, but Holden has been getting reps with the first team in pace drills, even as recent as yesterday. So what, what do you think, you know, is kind of on the horizon for him this week? Do you think we'll see him much in a day? Yes, I do think you'll see him a lot in a day. Um, This is an opportunity for him to kind of get his feet wet. Uh, Last year, you know, he came in a little early, but at the same time, he was already kind of behind the eight ball a little bit. And this year, it's a different scenario. It's a whole new coaching staff. It's a whole new system. So it puts him on even ground. And if I'm in his situation, hey, I started as a redshirt freshman. You know, Mm -hmm. like I had to beat out two senior guys. So, you know, the thing is, like, you go into the mindset of I'm trying to win this job as much as anyone like I don't care what the papers say I don't care what everybody say I don't care who started last year like that has nothing to do with this season and and I think for Holden is you have to look around there's always going to be guys transferring it doesn't matter where you go there's always going to be competition so I want to be exactly I I just want an even shot that's all I Mm -hmm. ask for and spring ball don't put me out there at third screen but if I'm doing well I don't ever get a chance to get first team reps like yeah. that's not fair, you know, because I'm saying to myself, what have the two guys in front of me proven to the point that I don't get a shot? So mm-hmm. I think I think that's why I think he's done it the right way. He's been quiet about this whole thing. Even last year he was quiet and he just took it all as a learning tool. This year he comes in the spring ball. You haven't heard him say a lot to publicly about, hey, what I'm trying to do. All I'm hearing is the kid just puts in work. I'm hearing that the kid shows up to practice with the right attitude, the right mindset teammates really encouraged by him he throws a really good ball but the more importantly they say he's very timely with his throws which mm-hmm. means the ball gets out on time and he's accurate and that that gives the receivers an opportunity to get run out the catch mm-hmm. that's important um i i think after seeing him being involved in pro day and you hear a lot of people talking about you know this kid throwing a football but then more so you hear from tank bisbee and then you hear from you know some of the other shanker, you know, guys that that's been in this locker room. And when you hear those guys start to speak out, mm-hmm. you're like, Hmm, they play with the other quarterbacks, but they're not mentioning their names. You yeah. know, like why didn't ask the experienced guys to come throw with them? That tells you something about, you know, that tells you something about a person as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next thing is when a lot of people start to take notice, if you're not taking notice at home or what you're supposed to be doing, and all of a sudden, everybody else is, guess what happens? Now, all of a sudden, you say, let's do a self-evaluation of ourselves and figure out what it is that we're not seeing. Or, you know, are we missing something here? Yeah. And I think now they've incorporated this kid. But I think more so than anything, he gained a lot of confidence from Pro Day. And I think yeah. hearing a lot of people watch him and have eyes on him, that now he feels like, I can fit right in and I can do just as well as these other guys are doing. And I know Hank Brown is coming in. I know we got another four or five star quarterback that's committed to come in. So it's basically now at this program or never. So I need to go ahead and try to input my, my footprint. I think that it's also interesting because you hear a freshman in the midst Mm -hmm. of an SEC transfer in TJ Finley, who has had a couple years of experience at Auburn Robbie Ashford, who was a Hoover 
protege returns to his home state after being at a program like Oregon, you know, does, you know, participate in a bit of a moral comeback that was Auburn's team last year and, and the emotional impact that that has definitely had on the program. And so I think Holden just kind of got overlooked in a way. And, and it's almost like a, well, he's he's so young. He's so young. Lest we not forget, Bo Nix was a true freshman starter. Like this is this is not a program, and this is not a conference that doesn't start true freshmen. Like it, if you've got it, you've got it. So it's interesting to me that it, it's almost been this subconscious association of like Holden's not ready yet. Well, we don't know that to be true. He may be, and truthfully. Robbie and TJ have not shown us anything to think that they are ready. Well, the thing about it is, too, is when you think about Holden, he was an All-American in high school. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of folks have, you know, missed the beat that this kid was highly recruited. Yeah. Um, you know, he's kind of got lost in the shuffle, as you say. Yeah. So he's a he's a guy that can throw the football. And um, and that's what a lot of part of the RPO game is. Now I know everyone thinks, oh, it's all about the quarterback keeping the ball running, keeping the backside ends honest and everything like that. But the most important thing is if you're sucking up linebackers and safeties with the RPO game because they're coming up for the run, mm-hmm. you need to be accurate to hit those passes that get behind those guys because you're going to have one to three shots a game that can put seven or 14 points on the board quickly totally. just because of being accurate with the ball. Cause how many times have we seen over the last two years of us missing a lot of touchdown passes because we haven't been accurate with the passing game. So, you know, that's, that's the thing about this too. That's why coach freeze is saying the RPO game, we're trying to, we're trying to implement the RPO game, but they're trying to do it in pieces because a lot of it Taylor is not just being athletic enough to run, but being able to sit in that pocket and knowing when mm. to run and yes. when to deliver the football and the pass a pass. So this is going to be really good. So I, I, you know, I like competition. I think competition will help TJ. I think competition will help Robbie. I think it yeah. will help Holden. So if you're scared of competition, then you're in the wrong conference first and foremost, you know, so yeah. this is going to be a thing with Robbie with the shoulder injury that you mentioned, you know, he did have, I think some type of shoulder cleanup after the season, um, mm. But then he had time, and then he started back in spring ball. So it's normal for guys, once they come off shoulder surgery, to throw for a couple of weeks, and then they kind of slow them down for two to three days, and then they'll pick back up uh, for the next following week to end spring ball. So that's just normal. That's just being able to keep maintenance and making sure you're not overworking his shoulder. I also, you know, we talk about A-Day as – Take it with a grain of salt. They're not going to show you much. It's more for the fans, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But for someone like Holden, it actually does have potential Mm -hmm. to have an impact because it is a simulation of a game day. You're in front of fans. It is broadcasted. And you're in full pads. Obviously, they're not getting tackled. But I think if he goes out there and is accurate and and has composure and poise, it you can benefit your stance in this competition. I'm not saying it gets you the job, but you definitely can solidify your place as a true potential in this thing. Well, it's the closest thing you're gonna get to a game. Uh, yeah. You know, we probably have sixty thousand fans there or more, uh, mm-hmm. just because so much anticipation with. You know, he freeze getting the job and then so much excitement. Like I've been around players uh, that were former guys in their 40s and early 50s and uh, guys in their 60s. We went back to the Letterman's deal a week ago. Uh, well, Friday, two Fridays ago. 
and we watched the scrimmage. And when I tell you it was so many guys, it's probably the most guys they've had come back for a Letterman day. Yeah. As far as I can remember. Uh, and everyone was excited. You know, the energy of hearing former guys talk about in their hometowns, Birmingham, Huntsville, and Chattanooga and places like that, where Auburn had started to become like a lost cause when it, people mentioned Georgia, LSU, Bama's, and all of those teams. No one was wanting to talk about Auburn. Yeah. All of a sudden now, Auburn is back where it used to be. We're back in the conversation. We're back excited where kids are wanting to come and visit here. They're wanting to come and play for us. So, right. you know, that all just seemed like everything has just changed and seemed like things are going in the right direction. And I, a lot of it, Taylor, just because people are putting energy behind it. Mm. You know, I, you know, no disrespect to the last regime, but the energy wasn't to nowhere close to this, Ew. you know, and, uh, and so you, you get results when you're going out, trying to do what you're trying to do the right thing. And the right, right. thing is going out, getting involved with these high schools, getting involved with these, uh, these programs and building that thing and getting it to the point that you want it to be where it's a well all run machine. And, uh, so I'm excited, you know, I look forward to a day, you know, I think it's going to be a, um, you know, not just for the quarterback situation. I want to see how some of these receivers react. Yeah, same. Uh, you know, and then we got a new tight end, Rivaldo Fairweather. You know, Luke Deal is, has been there. Tyler Fromm mm -hmm. has been there. Uh, you know, defensively, we got Justin Rogers. How's he going? You know, I know he'll play a few snaps, but people just want to see him. Uh, yeah. You know, they want to see they want to see a lot of these guys that we got in the transfer portal. And yeah. who's the biggest the biggest piece of this? The offensive lineman. So it doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. You got to have make sure the offensive line is intact. And I think this may be one of our better offensive lines in probably in the last seven years. And yeah. uh, who's ever playing quarterback going to have a little bit more time to throw the football. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be appreciative of that. Let's talk defense real quick. Not a ton coming out about um, specifics there other than Jalen Simpson getting more time at safety and cornerback J.D. Rim is to miss the rest of spring practice. He's dealing with a little bit of an injury. So those are a couple of notes you already mentioned. Justin Rogers, he is getting so much media attention and praise. He's on an ESPN one to watch list for this season. I mean, people think not only is he an effective athlete, but he has found a really good fit at Auburn. Yeah, he's probably our biggest defensive guy we've had since Derrick Brown left. Yeah, at the at the defensive tackle position. So, yeah, uh, he's definitely a guy that was highly touted in the transfer portal, and and now he's at Auburn. And you know what? We need a guy like that. And you know, more so than anything, Taylor, he's a leader. All the guys yeah. around him say, "Man, they just he brings energy to practice. He brings energy to the workouts. He's he's enthusiastic." So you know, that's gonna be great. And JD Rim, you no, know, what a great young corner that we have. He shot saw a lot of action last year towards the end of the season. I know they were looking for him to do some big things this year. So the most important thing for him right now to do is just get healthy. We know he can play. Just get healthy. And, and Simpson moving to safety. I think that's a really good move for him. I think yeah. uh, it may help transition for him to even have an opportunity after college just by moving to that safety position. So, you know, there's a lot of things to, that's in play in spring ball. That's why we call it spring ball. You know, mm -hmm. so you're going to try something, you better try it out now. And uh, before you get to training camp come uh, August. It's such a balancing act for this coaching staff right now. So, uh, you know, it is kind of testing waters here and there, maintaining health, building relationships, and ultimately laying the foundation for when it is full steam ahead. So we will get a taste of it, but it is certainly not the full meal. And we will <laughs> wait to see what that looks like come fall. 
Um, well, we're going to talk March Madness, but real quick, did want to update a couple other sports. We've got a couple basketball guys that have officially entered the transfer portal. Former four-star Chance Westry and former five-star Johan Traore. I think I'm saying that right. Apologize if I'm not. They both have announced their entry into the transfer portal. Johan is a former five-star in the 2022 class who averaged 9.9 minutes per game as a freshman. Also, a baseball update for you. A series win over Georgia this past weekend, which was definitely tainted by a 16-run eighth inning. How that even happens, it was a Georgia record. They defeated Auburn 24-7 to in that game. Auburn ultimately ran out of pitchers. That's what happened. So, But ultimately a win. They will go to Florida this weekend. They face UNA tonight, Tuesday night, but then they head to Gainesville for another SEC series this weekend. But we got to talk about March Madness because Jay and I thought we were all cute given our picks last week. And boy, did we look dumb not getting (laughs) any of them. The Elite Eight just completely messed us up. The final four is San Diego State against FAU, UConn against Miami. And it's so crazy when you think what the final four looked like this time last year, it was the blue bloods, UNC, Kansas, you know, like it's, you think that you can be as predictable and, and consistent as programs like that. And still something insane can happen. And this year is that year. It is the year of Cinderella's and that's what we've got. San Diego state had to defeat Bama and then Creighton. FAU had to defeat Tennessee and then K-State. UConn had to defeat Arkansas and then Gonzaga. And Miami had to defeat Houston and then Texas. I am, first of all, all of those paths are incredible. All of them have reputable big wins. And then you add in who some of these programs are. San Diego State is in the Final Four for the first time in program history, and they had to go through Bama and Creighton to get it done. Like, I, my hat's off to all four of these programs. We are going to give our picks on our next episode this week, which is going to be Thursday, so make sure you stay locked and, and be ready for that. So I'm not going to get my picks, but thoughts on the weekend games and what is this very strange final four. Oh man this makes my neck hurt uh, <laughs> you know i've lost all my games oh yeah pretty much so i have zero teams i picked to go in the final four but Same. i am excited about this because this just goes to show you that basketball is the one that benefits a lot from transfer portal you know you want to talk about the reason that teams are going to be like this for the next couple of years because guys are transferring to some of these programs because mm-hmm. they want to have an opportunity to go and compete and an yeah. opportunity to play, you know? So we may see this format for a little while. It's, it doesn't matter if you get to the tournament as a one seed or a two seed. It's all about what you do inside the tournament. Yeah. And Miami, think about it. I think they had the toughest test. They had to Me beat too. Houston and Texas, two teams that they know if they go to the final four, it's going to be in their home state. Yep. So you took out both teams that supposed to be playing at home, basically, in the championship round. Like, that's a huge defeat, and they just keep coming at you. So yeah. I like Miami. Uh, I like Miami making it to the Final Four. UConn, you know, what about the turnaround for them? They used to yeah. be one of the teams I always mentioned with Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, uh-huh. 
all these teams and they kind of fell off and now they have rewritten the, sh- rewritten the ship. They are riding high right now. So FAU, FAU, like Kansas State coach walks in their locker room after the game and says, y'all are probably the best team we played all year. And we played in one, we probably played in the best basketball conference. The toughest conference. Yeah. And, uh, that says a lot. Those guys to keep coming the way that they was coming at Kansas State, who has, you know, all kind of ability. Uh, oh, yeah. My last team, um, geez, I just went blank. Who else is San my Diego team? State? Yes, yes, San Diego State. <laughs> and this is the game that I picked San Diego State to You did. I said San Diego you State. You called that. Because I watched them play, and San Diego State plays defense. Yeah. And I saw Alabama play against Maryland. I was at that game, and I said, they doesn't put, they doesn't fear fear other teams like they don't put fear in other teams and San Diego State played strong and they won that game so I'm not shocked but this is very very exciting for college basketball golly it is man I just think you know football football can't be like this and I think that the (laughs) the 12 team playoff format will help us have crazy matchups and a couple upsets but the format of March Madness like it is a formula that can give you this and a lack of predictability makes it so enticing so we were hella wrong but it makes it fun so whatever and we will give our picks for the final four on thursday like we did last week we are doing two episode weeks so that's going to do it for us today we're going to come on back thursday and we hope you join us as well for another episode of believe in everything auburn presented by bet online so for jason campbell (laughs) i'm taylor davis thank you so much for listening and war eagle Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.